And now, introducing the man who, much like Lori Laughlin, tried to use his influence to get himself back into the center club, his plan only failing after Frodo surfaced of him on the center club owner's boat wearing white, wearing what, onlo what onlookers described as the tightest swimsuit they've ever seen. His house has never been fuller. He is Glenn Clark. So close. So close. So close. Good morning. It's Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Paul Valley. Hi, hi, hi. It's Thursday. Busy day on tap here on GCR. It's brought to you by Window Nation. This is the final month. Take advantage of the best offer they will ever make for you. Last chance to get two free windows for every two you buy. Plus, no down payment, no monthly payment, no interest payments, nothing for two full years. The cold weather's here. Natural gas prices are high. It's time to make the move. 866-90NATION or windownation.com. All right, here's what's coming up in just a couple of minutes. Sal Palantonio is going to join us. He's working the broadcast uh, for ESPN Radio Sunday of uh, Ravens-Vikings. Like he's sitting in the booth. He's the analyst for Sunday's game alongside Mark Kestisher. So we will chat with him about uh, that, the Ravens, where they find themselves. A little bit later on this hour, Maryland Athletic Director Damon Evans is going to check in with us. Also coming up this morning, we're going to find out some more details about the upcoming 2022 Maryland Cycling Classic. Unfortunately, wasn't able to happen this year because of the pandemic, but it is on for 2022. Ben King, who's one of the top American cyclists, um, participated in the, uh, the Tour de France. He's going to join us a little bit later on in the program. Plus, it's Thursday, so we'll make some picks, and Ken Zalis will join us for the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. That is all on the way. Good morning, Troy. What's up, buddy? It's good to see you. I always appreciate Troy checking in. Always a very pleasant person to hear from uh, on a morning like this. Uh, kind of a, a lame night with there being no Game 7. I was I was like, what do I what do? I do? What, do I, what, do I, what, do I, what do I do with my hands? I don't understand. I've been, uh, I told you yesterday I've been giving you a chance. In part because uh, Tyus Bowser told me I should. And I don't know why I'm... Again, this is my eternal problem. I started you. I have no interest in it. And I'm going to keep watching it. Because I just can't... I am incapable of hitting the eject button. It's just not something I'm good at doing. Um, so I'm wasting a lot of time with something that is just not... I, I, I take the, it's, it's, it's captivating as a show. It ain't interesting to me. It's just not something I'm enjoying in any way. It's captivating. You're like, whoa, how about that? Let me but ask you something. Is it one of those things where it's um, where it's just super stressful and it gives you anxiety? Is there any is nope, there any of that, of that to it? None of that at none all. Of that? None okay. of that at all. Not even a little bit. None of that whatsoever. Uh, oh, oh, Troy, Troy, should the Ravens have stayed pat at the deadline? Or, I, I mean, I think they should have gotten a running back. I said that a few times this week. I think they should have gotten a running back. But I get it, as I wrote at the pressboxonline.com. Easier said than done. Um, you know, the teams that the running backs you're looking at, the teams have to be willing to trade them to you. So I, I don't know if the Colts said, we're not going to trade you Marlon Mack because we think we could end up competing against you for a wild card spot or in the playoffs or something like that. So, you know, I, I, yes, I think they should have gotten a running back. And I, you know, I said that a few times this week, but they didn't. And that's what it is. And this is the group they have. Now they got to figure out how to run the ball, plain and simple. That's what they've got to do. They must figure out how to run the football. Other people have other problems. Like in Cleveland, uh, they've got real problems. I mean, significant problems. I have no idea what to make of any of that. No clue 
what to make of what's going on with the Browns and Odell Beckham. It is a goofy bit, man. And it appears as though, like, it's at it's at a breaking point. It appears as though at this point there's no way that can be salvaged and there's just no way that Odell Beckham can play alongside Baker Mayfield. But they passed the trade deadline, and as an organization, it, it, if things are that toxic that you have to release, that is that is a bitter, bitter-ass pill to swallow at this point. You're, you're in a place where you you got to do your damnedest to figure out a way to make it work, and that ain't easy. I mean, it's not easy. I don't have I, – I couldn't possibly tell you. I can't imagine – what that would be like dealing with that in Cleveland today, um, other than to say clearly Odell Beckham's not been the player that they had hoped he was going to be when they acquired him. So it it's it's not as if you're losing the guy that you thought you were going to get. You would be losing a guy that's been, I don't know, a step or two less than that when it comes to Odell Beckham. But that's a bizarre scenario as he was excused again from practice today. It's just... Just kind of a thing that ain't happening, and that's the way it goes. All right, uh, we kick off today's show by welcoming in one of our favorites. You, of course, love him on the NFL Matchup Show on ESPN. And this Sunday, not only will be he in Baltimore working TV stuff with ESPN covering the game, but on top of that, he's in the booth for ESPN Radio's broadcast of Ravens-Vikings alongside Mark Kestisher. He's one of our favorites. He's Mr. Sal Pal himself. Sal Palantonio joins us now here on GCR. Sal, it's Glenn and Paul in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, sir. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Oh, totally my pleasure. You guys do a great job. I'm looking forward to coming down to Baltimore. And uh, believe it or not, in the three of the last four weeks, I think I've done the last three Ravens games. I did the Chargers games, the Chargers game, the Bengals game, and now the Vikings. Nice. So, man, I'm very excited to join Mark in the booth. This is the first time in the booth this year for me, and um, I'm really excited about it. No, no place I'd rather be than M&T Bank Stadium on Sunday. It's uh, my favorite road, tr- road trip in the NFL. Well, we're excited to have you in Baltimore on Sunday. And, boy, you know, the games that you've seen, you have seen quite the disparity in the Baltimore Ravens between those two games. Um, where do you think the Ravens really are as a team between the performance that you saw from them against the Chargers and the performance that you saw from them against the Bengals. Yeah, I call it the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde phase of this Ravens schedule uh, and seeing how they demolished the Chargers and then got steamrolled by Cincinnati. Uh, They have obviously some adjustments to make, and I don't think there's a better coaching staff in the NFL to do that than Harbaugh. Greg Roman and Martindale, for sure. Uh, the question is, do they have all the pieces that they need in place? So when you look at their schedule right now, Glenn, this is a, an eminently winnable game against the Vikings team that just lost at home to Cooper Rush. Right. <laughs> right. Bold capital letters, exclamation point. That, that was a low point for Mike Zimmer in that organization. Then they play Miami on a short week, then in Chicago. Both of those games are on the road, but both of those teams are beatable, eminently beatable, and then they play Cleveland at home on Thanksgiving. So you can get from five and two to nine and two, not to jinx them, you know, not to, you know, put the old uh, cart before the horse, but, you know, you got to take care of business this week. So what, what, what's, what do I see? 
And what do we see in studying the film on the matchup show with Greg Cosell and Matt Bowen? What we see is in the Bengals game specifically, the Bengals did three things. They stopped those running backs. They bottled up Andrews underneath in the crossing routes. They made Lamar wait for Brown to open up. And then on third down, they blitzed him and they sacked him sometimes with the blitz and sometimes with the four-man rush. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that the Bengals' blitz rate, sending extra pressure and extra body at the quarterback, overall in the game on October 24th, Glenn was only 19%. Wow. But on third down, it went up to 51%. So they had a specific plan. They didn't really respect the running game from the running back position. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they, you know, decided, okay, we are going to take Andrews away underneath and we are going to make him look for Brown. So when you look at the, here's an interesting number from that game, Glenn. There were 21 targets to Andrews and Brown in that game and just eight catches. So that's a pretty low target-to-catch ratio. And it frustrated Lamar. There's no question about that. It clearly frustrated him, and that's why you saw him sacked five times. I mean, and some of those I think we wonder if Lamar, you know, a little bit was on him holding on to the ball too long in a couple of those situations. But but let, let me go back to something that you just said a second ago is them not respecting the run, Sal, because that's jumping off the page at me at the moment. Um, th- th- I, I did some – I went back and looked at this a little bit. There hasn't been a Super Bowl champion that hasn't had a running back who ran for at least 45 yards per game since the Buccaneers the first time. Um, when Michael Pittman was their leading back at 44.9 yards per game. The Ravens don't even have a running back averaging 40 yards per game right now. And it's putting such a workload on Lamar Jackson as both a runner and a passer. And look, you know we think the world of Lamar Jackson here in Baltimore. We think he might be Superman. We think he's one of the most insane talents we've ever seen. But but is this doable, what they're asking of Lamar Jackson while getting so little from their running backs at the moment. Right. So, you know, they're the only team where they have design runs for the quarterback routinely. Routinely design runs for the quarterback. That only works if there is a deception that the running backs are good as runners. Right. That you have a run game besides Lamar Jackson. If you can bottle up Lamar Jackson because you don't respect Bell, you don't respect Williams, you don't respect Freeman, then Jackson won't be as effective as a runner. So they go hand in hand. So I think one of the ways that Greg Roman will try to attack specifically this Vikings defense uh, without Daniel Hunter, which is a, is a big, big loss mm-hmm. for them. No question right, is to try to run more to the outside with these running backs. Get them on the edge and run right at Anthony Barr. Run right at Anthony Barr. Just run right at him and make him think about having two helmets on him at all times coming straight downhill at him. 
and help mitigate his ability to get after climb all over Lamar in this game. So I think there are ways to fix it, paper over the problem, while you wait for Murray to come back from the injury, uh, if he's going to, you know, if and when he's going to come back. South Palantoni. Uh, so that's the offensive side of the ball. The defensive side of the ball is, you know, they can't really play that much man, especially against teams like the Bengals. The Bengals just had way too many options for the football with Chase, Higgins, Boyd, and then that tight end, Uzuma. You know, that, that was just a matchup nightmare yeah. for yeah. a man defense that's undermanned missing one of their best cover corners. Yeah, and then tackling a, a problem to boot after that. He's, he's Sal Palantonio. He's with us here on GCR. Of course, he is working the uh, ESPN radio broadcast. He's in the booth on Sunday for Ravens-Vikings. Sal, are, are you surprised that the Ravens didn't do anything at the deadline? I get it. The deadline is, is, a, is, a, is a tricky thing, but this is a team that's been aggressive the last couple years, right? They went and got Marcus Peters. They went and got Unique Ngakwe. And with, with seemingly so many needs, they're thin on the offensive line. They don't really have a dynamic back. Are you surprised that they didn't do anything at the deadline this year? Well, what were we looking for? I, I think one of the either a, a lineman, some line help, a, a running back, or, or I think there's a few pieces defensively they could have been looking for at, at this point. It's... Yeah, I didn't. There was nothing that really jumped out at me uh, that was doable. I mean, <clears throat> some maybe, I don't know, you could have gone depth on offensive line, but I'm not sure that there was anything really there that was available. Okay. Um, and there certainly weren't running backs, unless you're going to sign Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm good with what? them passing on that. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. You know, I don't know what what where that would help you. I mean, the Eagles traded for a corner, uh, but he's uh, he's a backup, and <clears throat> you know he's going to fill in some depth where they have issues in the secondary. So you know maybe they could have uh, if I if anything. You can't have enough corners right now. Yep. In the NFL, especially in a 17-game season, corner is one of those positions. Running back, corner, and D tackle. Those three positions. As a matter of fact, I think we talked about that very early on in the late summer when I was on your program. Yep. On how much, uh, what positions will suffer the most attrition, and you have to really worry about load management and corner, D tackle. And uh, running back are proving to be, without a doubt, the three areas where teams are shorthanded for sure. You know what's interesting, though? So the top seed right now in the AFC, Titans, top seed right now in the NFC, Packers. Oh, yeah. Both both of them have suffered upheaval that is monumental. And I'm not overstating that. Catastrophic upheaval. No question. No question. Uh, it, so that opens things up in both conferences. Here we go into week nine. You you lose Derrick Henry, gone. Most dynamic, dominant individual player in the NFL, yep. gone. Yep. You lose Aaron Rodgers for COVID, and now all of a sudden, you know, the team that everybody thought was going to host the NFC Championship game may lose one or two games, uh, you know, just because of that. Complete upheaval in the NFC. All of a sudden, the Bucks' loss to the Saints is not so catastrophic. All of a sudden, Derrick Henry without excuse me, Titans without Derrick Henry 
and the Rams are licking their chops, saying, "Okay, no now we have a shot, right, to get home field." Yep. No, oh, no question. So, let, let me come back to the AFC for a second. What you what you bring up, obviously, now with Derrick Henry out for the Titans. I think it's one of the things that people brought up with the Ravens not making a move at the deadline is are they looking around at the AFC and saying, we don't know that we have to. Like, look look around. Right. The, the conference looks imminently winnable at the moment. I think most people probably agree the Bills are the best, you know, like 1-53 to roster at the moment in the AFC. But, you yep. know. So, I mean, I, I just, it seems like it's, it's a winnable, it's a conference that can be had. It's not as top heavy as maybe we thought it was. Well, that's true. Um, and, you know, Kansas City's defense is okay. Patrick Mahomes is turning the ball over because he's not getting protected properly. Um, Tennessee loses Derrick Henry. Uh, Buffalo is the team to watch. I mean, for a lot of reasons. You know, playing up in Buffalo in January stinks on ice. No question. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, we, we, the Ravens found that out a year ago. It is no yeah, fun. It's, bad. it's hard. It's super hard to do. It can be done, but it's super hard to do. Um, but the great equalizer is Lamar Jackson. I mean, if he plays like he's been playing, I mean, like if he can, if he can keep the, again this thing where he's had to throw the ball forty times a game. I don't know if it's you know long term the best thing the Ravens can do, but he's proven he's capable of doing it. Yeah. So it's interesting, you know, Lamar Jackson is twenty four and two when facing a team for the first time. So the Vikings are in that category. Hmm. 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 In his career, he's 24-2. and two. That's pretty remarkable. That is really quite remarkable. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. That is really, really remarkable. Is. You know, the two games that he lost were Chiefs 2018, Week 14. You remember that game, 27-24 in OT. And then the Titans, that a terrible loss in the divisional round of the playoffs in 2019. I was there yeah. when the Titans won 20-28-12 when they only scored <sighs> uh, 12 points. You know, and that's the number, right, Glenn? That is the number. You know, if if, if they're going to struggle to score points and like they had 17 last week, yep. 12 in this loss to the Titans where the Titans did a good job, in the same way that the Bengals, Bengals basically stole the Titans' defensive game plan. It's almost a carbon copy when you go back and look at the film. They hmm. did almost the exact same thing. Sal, before I let you go, can I ask you about, are, are you buying into the Patriots as being a real threat at this point in the AFC? Well, you know, uh, that was a big win last week. There's no question about it. Um... The thing is, how do they sneak in? No, uh, that's that's the thing. They're they, you know what are they? They're, they're five hundred. Yep. Look, let's let's look at their schedule. That always tells me a lot, Glenn. You know, I don't like to just throw stuff out there. They'll beat Carolina. They'll beat Cleveland at home. They're gonna beat Atlanta on Thursday night. I I, sure, I agree with they're, you. They're gonna yeah. beat Atlanta. I agree with you. And then they now they don't have to face Derrick Henry when they face the Titans in a in a month. Like it, you start looking so, at you it, know, they could get they could get to seven and four. Yeah. Play the Titans on Thanksgiving Day weekend, but that's at home. That's a big game. Go to Buffalo, they probably lose they get game on Monday night. Right. At Indy you that's just a tough don't one. know where yeah. it's gonna be. Yeah. No know where they're gonna be. You know, they're looking now at 
you know, 10 wins. It scares me. It scares me, Sal. It feels like he's got Mac Jones just doing exactly what they need him to do to play to that run game and that defense. And this is Bill Belichick that we're talking about, right? Like, I will – I I am nervous about the Patriots being the real deal at this point. Right, and it goes back to what you said, which is, okay, now that Henry's out of the mix, you know, it's a wide-open conference. Yep. And, you know, A – do the Ravens have enough? Does Lamar carry too much load, and that is the Achilles heel? B, is Buffalo capable of closing the deal? C, is is New England going to climb back in the back door and, and scare everybody? You know, the, 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 the Lord Sith scaring everybody coming in the back door. Darth Vader himself. And, you know, Tennessee, do they reconfigure their entire team with Derrick Henry out? So, you know, they have a very good offensive line and a very good offensive line coach in Tennessee. And we'll see if they can plug in a guy who can give them, what do they need? They need, what, 60% of Derrick Henry? Yeah, that would, that would be helpful. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they might even settle for 50% at this point. <laughs> You're right. You're right, Sal. You're absolutely right about it. It's wide open, right? And yep. uh, you know, it's up to you know, it's up to Harbs and the crew uh, to you know wallpaper it together so that they can figure out a way to get them over the a finish line and you know get a get a playoff at home. That's the key. Get one game at home, and and then you know fasten your seatbelt. Sal, what's coming up on the matchup show this weekend? Well, we are going to feature Lamar Jackson uh, and the passing game because, you know, I agree with you. Uh, You know, it's going to have to transition to that while they wait for the running game to figure itself out. So we will definitely feature that heavily, uh, Vikings and Ravens. You can see the show ESPN 2 Saturday morning, ESPN on Sunday morning, and we're also now on demand and ESPN Plus. Love we, that. You know, but we're we, all over TV, Glenn. Yeah, we're but you, all, you know I, I scream and yell every time that you guys need better. <laughs> the, the, we, this whole thing where it's got to be early in the morning. No, we need better. This is an actual football show, unlike every other show that's only purportedly a football show and it is actually about many other things. I need NFL matchup in better times. I need it in a better time frame moving forward immediately. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Sunday, uh, Sal on the broadcast with Mark Kastischer for ESPN Radio, and you'll be seeing him uh, doing hits throughout the day, correct, on ESPN as well, right? Yeah, in the morning. So they're getting plenty for their money. Uh, hey, man, they, the hard, hardest working man in show business, you know. They're, they're getting plenty for their money, Glenn. Okay. Sal, uh, always appreciate you taking the time for us, brother. Thank you so much for doing this. And we'll see you in Baltimore on Sunday, all right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for having me, and uh, have, a, have a great day. You as well, my friend. Sal Palantonio, uh, always appreciate it. He's, uh, he's been great to us over the years and uh, you know one of the truly good guys in this business. Appreciate Sal taking a couple minutes for us this morning here on GCR. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. You know that. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single-game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. 
Um, when we come back in, I want to talk about a couple of stories related to college sports that um, are getting some play right now. And I you know I think a lot of people know these are things that are in my wheelhouse, so we will do that. There's a situation going on at Oklahoma State. There's a situation going on at James Madison. And I don't care for either one of them. We'll talk about them next. It's Glenn Clark Ray. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. All good things come to an end, which is the case with Window Nation's best offer ever. You can still get two free windows with every two purchased, plus no down payment, no monthly payment, and no interest payments for two years. But hurry, because this stellar deal ends this month. Cold weather is here, natural gas prices are the highest they've been in years, and wasting energy with old, inefficient windows will cost you a fortune. Get two free windows with every two you buy, plus pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven scratch-offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs. But not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. The offseason is upon us, but baseball never sleeps. Hi, I'm Zach Goodman, you can find me on the Batteron with host Paul Valley every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon. We've got the best local coverage on every trade and signing, plus every update on the new CBA negotiations. You can watch us live at facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio. That's the Batteron every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon for the best in offseason baseball coverage. Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Hey, how did I not know that Terrence Gore was on the Dodgers last year, too? How did I miss that? The, the dude is now on three World Series. Yeah, I missed that, too. That's unbelievable. Um, Terrence Gore, who's only played like a handful of games and is like, what's. His total number of at bats in his career. What do you think? His I think total- it's like, I think I think I saw this last night. I think it's like 102. It's it's at bats. Uh, it's unreal. 
It's unreal. Terrence Gore for his career has 67 at bats. Oh wow. Not even for his career. 67 at bats. 77 total plate appearances. 67 official at bats. So like no home runs, like two RBIs. Uh one RBI. One RBI. One RBI in his life. Hell of a career. Now, is this a guy three-time that, World Series champion now? Is this a guy who won his World Series championships while being a member of the active roster? So I don't, I don't know. And that's the thing. I don't know that either, is the thing. Because like technically Pablo Sandoval gets a World Series ring for yes, the Braves if, this year. If you were on Pablo Sandoval was on the Braves roster this year. I don't even yeah for like 67, 69 I, games. I, I think I did not know that. Yeah, I I I, I utterly missed that part. Uh, Terrence Gore. We know he was part of the team, like when Kansas City won the World Series, because remember um, they would regularly. Ned Yost loved going to a pinch runner and bunting, and, mm-hmm. and Terrence Gore. We know he was uh, he was actually on the team at that point. So that one for sure, legit, legit. Oh, you know what? <laughs> you know what's really funny though. He wasn't on the World Series roster. He was on the playoff rosters those years. He was like, I rem- of course you remember him being a part of uh, the division series and the AL championship series, but he wasn't actually even on the World Series roster that year. Mm-hmm. So even the Royals one, which I thought was the most legitimate of all of them, c- kind of illegitimate because he wasn't on um, the World Series roster. Um, the he was on he was on the wild card series roster for the Dodgers last year. But he was not on the NLCS roster, nor was he on the World Series roster. So, again, and then this year I can't tell. Like, he was on, he was he was part of the Division Series roster, but I can't tell if he was on the World Series or the NLCS roster for the Braves. So I have to wonder how much he values these World uh, Series rings. I mean, I'm going to, like... Like I'm sure he lo- he likes it, but I mean, like, is no, it, does it mean it, as much to him? It, I think it's a little bit different if you're released in July mm-hmm. and you end up winning, like, your team wins the World Series. That one, I think, becomes a little, you know, hinky. Like, eh, okay. I think if you're on the team in August, in September, and you're just not on the postseason roster, mm-hmm. I think that's a a bit different. Like, you okay. you were involved, and he right? was part of some playoff rosters, so I get that. Uh, Terrence Gore, how many games? He played two games with the Dodgers. <laughs> All right, so the Dodgers won the season. Of course, that was only a 60-game season, so you can yeah. keep that. It's, everything about that is a little bit goofy. He played two games with the Dodgers, and for some reason, it doesn't even list him as having... Did he not play in a single game with the Braves during the regular season? Is that possible? This is one of the goofiest things I've ever heard. The Braves 2021 stats. Hang on. i got to know the answer to this question. I have to know. The Braves 21-21... I see no Terrence Gore show up whatsoever. Was he only on the roster in the NLDS? How is that possible? Don't that you have is, to be part of the active I, roster on August 31st? I, after August 31st? I Well, or maybe just a 40-man. Maybe you just have to be on the 40-man after August Yeah, 31st. I think that's what it's got to be yeah. because he, he does not show up as having played in a single game during the regular season with the Atlanta Braves. So, yeah, this one, the last one, a little goofy, but the man's gonna have three World Series rings. I ain't hating. I ain't. I ain't hating. I'm not gonna be that guy. Um, but that, that's remarkable. Remarkable story of Terrence Gore. All right. So two things that are going on in the world of college athletics that um, you know this always sort of grinds my gears because inevitably the NCAA is always wrong. Um, at least they've fixed the NIL thing. 
you know, they they it required people doing it for them for them to realize, hey, we better uh, we better catch up. But at least uh, whatever it happened. Um, there's two stories that are going around today. The first is related to Oklahoma State basketball. There was uh, an infraction that was self-reported by Oklahoma State a few years ago that involved a player getting $300. And they reported it, and they received a postseason ban. They appealed it. Let me go back. The penalty stems from the 2017 FBI investigation into college basketball corruption. Oklahoma State was given a level one violation involving former associate head coach Lamont Evans, who accepted between $18,000 and $22,000 in bribes to steer players from Oklahoma State and South Carolina, where he also spent time as assistant coach. According to the appeals committee, uh, Oklahoma State argued that the school's case shouldn't be classified at the same level as Evans and that the NCAA didn't give enough weight to mitigating factors in the, judging the classification of the case. The point is that this coach who was penalized now has nothing to do with Oklahoma State. And these players who now play at Oklahoma State have nothing to do with this violation. Mm-hmm. So the guys that are getting penalized aren't the ones who had anything to do with whatever the violation was. And again, as I've said before, I have an issue with the concept of, the, of violations anyway because these were guys that weren't allowed to get paid for the work that they were doing, and, and that's, that's a bigger problem. Um, someone's answer back might be, well, yeah, but the players knew. You made the decision to come to Oklahoma State knowing that this was hanging over it. That's, that's on you. You knew there was a possibility that Oklahoma State could be getting a penalty and could be banned from playing in the NCAA tournament, and you chose to come there anyway. So we don't feel sorry for you. That's the choice that you made knowing this was possible. And, you know, there's perhaps truth to that, right? Perhaps there's some truth to this this isn't isn't on on us. This is on you. You knew this was – there was the potential for this, and you decided to play at Oklahoma State anyway. That's on you. Maybe. Maybe there's some something to be said for that. But you're still penalizing people that had nothing to do with the actual issue. And that's never going to be something that's going to just be satisfactory. Nobody's ever going to sit around and say, yeah, that seems like the right thing to do is to penalize these people over this. I, I don't know what the right answer is. They gave um, this assistant coach, Lamont Evans, a significant penalty. And... I don't I don't know where you go from there. I don't I I understand that any um any organization that exists wants to have rules. Like you have to have rules. And if those rules are broken, you know, there's got to be a penalty for it because otherwise there aren't there's no rules. The rules aren't real if there's no penalty for them. But at the same time, as I've said a million times before, the NCAA is so corrupt and is such a failure of an organization that their rules are nonsense. That They don't behoove anyone. The only people that have ever benefited from the NCAA's rules are the NCAA. It's not the athletes involved. It's not the coaches involved. It's not any of that. The only people that have ever benefited is how do we best protect the NCAA, whoever that group is. Should Oklahoma State be able to play in the 2022 NCAA basketball tournament? Yes. Plain and simple, yes. There's kind of no getting around it. Should they be able to? Yes. Will the NCAA give in? Probably not. 
they'll probably draw a, a line in the sand and say, that's it. We've, we have to enforce something or else our rules are poppycock. So they'll feel as though they have to continue to enforce this. But should these players have to pay the price for something that an assistant coach did a couple years ago that, frankly, I don't know if it even should be considered a violation because the system is so flawed. I do feel differently about the system moving forward now that NIL is in place. I, I, I'm being completely honest about that. I got to rethink everything. Now that players can get paid, if you're an assistant coach who is taking money to try to convince players to do certain things, I mean, it's a, it's a tricky, there's a, there's a really tricky thing at this point. I, I don't, the coaches are getting paid. And you can say, well, you're an assistant basketball coach at Wofford. You're not getting paid all that much money. And so if you have the opportunity to make more money to do something, you're going to do it. I don't even know how, what that looks like anymore. I genuinely don't. I don't know what that looks like. What essentially you're saying is that uh, a Nike gets involved and says, uh, you know, hey, we need your help getting these kids to go to a Nike school. So you help us. You tell them they should go to a Nike school. And Nike pays them or somebody who represents Nike or something like that. I don't feel any amount, I, I, I don't feel bad for the, if you get caught, I don't feel bad at all for that assistant coach. It's far different than the players. When the players weren't allowed to get paid, I was infuriated any time there was a penalty. The hell with all of it, rip up all of the rules, they would to be damned. Now, is the coach doing something like that? I don't know. And I would still assume that, the you know, like we joked about this with Ralph Regan last week where he, you know, made the joke that he'd said he'd give Nick Novak $100 if Nick Novak made the kick, Right. Um, I would still assume that the NCAA would consider something like that a violation, yeah. despite the, NI, the NIL rules being put into place. I would still consider that they would think that, that something like that, if a, a coach gave somebody money directly, that, that would be considered a violation. I've, I, I, I got to think about how I'm going to feel about that moving forward. Part of the reason why, in the past, I had issue with that was because the players couldn't make money. And regularly needed it, like genuinely needed money to help their family, to help their, the idea that the players can now make money, I, I don't, I still don't feel something strongly about it. The coach wants to give a player some money. I, frankly, I, I don't really have a personal issue with that. It's kind of a libertarian part of me. You want to do whatever you want to do with your money. I don't care. In the name of NCAA rules, ah, the NCAA is so screwed up, it's not going to impact me in any way. Um, there seems to be a bit less gray area in terms of this thing go going on in James Madison, where because James Madison has decided they're going to leave the CAA and join the Sunbelt Conference so they can move up to the highest level of college football, the CAA punitively is saying, well, that means you're not allowed to compete uh, in postseason tournaments until you leave. The CAA is saying you can't compete. James Madison cannot compete in the CAA basketball tournament, can't win the CAA this year, and can't go to the NCAA tournament. And th what they're saying is this is a rule that was written into the league's bylaws, and we don't have a choice. We have to enforce it. You know, you agreed to the rule. That's the way it goes. And again, the people that are getting penalized are the athletes who have nothing to do with James Madison's decision to leave the CAA to join the Sun Belt. 
I certainly get it. It's it's embarrassing for a league if the 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 team that's representing them that's winning their championship is a team with one foot out the door, right? Like that's embarrassing. What what you don't want to honor a school that's abandoning you as a league. But again, all you're doing is hurting the the, the athletes. You're a women's lacrosse player at James Madison. You're not getting any money. You're not getting wealthy from any of this. This is your opportunity. The only people that get hurt are the athletes. This school, I mean, I guess the argument is the school gets hurt too because the school wouldn't stand to make the, the money that comes with reaching the NCAA tournament. But it's punitive and it's stupid and it's, it's just all a bad look. It just makes everybody involved look greedy and look like a-holes and there's no reason for any of these things to exist. But that's the story of college sports. That's the nature of college athletics is how can we look the worst um, and, and hurt the people that have done nothing wrong at, at every turn. Today's show also brought to you by ooh, Great Eights Memorabilia. Of course, uh, we're doing the Tyus Bowser Show with Great Eights Memorabilia. The next one is Tuesday, November 16th. But they've been doing a lot of great events. There was one this week with Justin Tucker to benefit Harvest of Hope. And next week, they've got a signing with Deshaun Elliott to benefit Harvest of Hope. And you can find out the details by going to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. It's free. You don't have to buy a ticket, but you need to take care of people in our community and help them get food for Thanksgiving, those that need it. So go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com and get all the details there for their what they're doing, their charity events with Harvest of Hope to benefit families in need in our area. Uh, University of Maryland Athletic Director Damon Evans will join us next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. I can't wait to see you guys for the Ties Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Ties Bowser show. The next Ties Bowser show is Tuesday, November 16th at Mother's in Timonium. It's brought to you by Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia. All good things come to an end, which is the case with Window Nation's best offer ever. You can still get two free windows with every two purchased, plus no down payment, no monthly payment, and no interest payments for two years. But hurry, because this stellar deal ends this month. Cold weather is here, natural gas prices are the highest they've been in years, and wasting energy with old, inefficient windows will cost you a fortune. Get two free windows with every two you buy, plus pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. I love you more than rock and roll. I love you more than a swimming hole. I love you more than pinball. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven scratch-offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than gumballs. But not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. I love driving my tractor trailer. And just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. 
If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Mike Ashley dives in on 20 seasons for Brenda Freeze as the head coach of the Maryland women's basketball team as she looks back but also looks forward. Plus, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from every D1 program in the area. And the very first Baltimore interview with Elijah Green, the son of former Raven Eric Green, who could well be the Orioles' pick with the number one spot in next year's MLB draft. Pressbox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You've got questions. They've got answers. Sure, I mean, we'll go with that. It's Glenn and Paul on Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Uh, quickly, I, yes, from, from Chris. Chris says, uh, Glenn, do you think that what happened yesterday means that Adley Rutschman will be the Orioles catcher on opening day? Ah, I get it. The Pedro Severino's been outrighted, and so I I get why everybody says, well, this clears this clears the way. Obviously, Adley Rutschman's going to be the Orioles catcher on opening day. I I don't if I'm being honest with you, I still don't think it makes sense, frankly. I mean, I just don't. I don't know why a team would make a decision when they're only a month away from protecting another year of service time. But is it is it possible? Of course it's possible. It's also possible that they just decide to go with some guy, somebody else's trash, to be their catcher for 30 days until Adley Rutschman's the guy. I don't think that there's a direct... I don't think that's direct proof that Adley Rutschman will be the opening day catcher. I don't think it's impossible, but I just don't think it's direct proof the way that some people wanted to make it yesterday that that's the answer. All right, joining us now. Always appreciate this man taking some time for us. He was just announced to be joining... Um, the NCAA Division One Transformation Committee, and I'm really interested in what that's all about. He is the athletic director at the University of Maryland. He's Damon Evans, and he joins us now here on GCR. Damon, it's Glenn and Paul in Baltimore. It's always great to chat with you. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Oh, I appreciate being on with you guys, and uh, I always think this is just a great opportunity. Well, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. Uh, tell me about how this came about, that you became a part of the NCAA's Division One Transformation Committee and why this is something that was important to you. Well, you know, I, I think as we look uh, at what's going on in the world of intercollegiate athletics, there's so many things changing around us, and it's incumbent upon us not to always be reactive, but to maintain a position of being proactive. So this committee is born out of the uh, constitutional committee that's been put together to look at the NCAA constitution and revamp that constitution. But along the way, uh, the need was, there was a need to say, hey, how do we transform division one? How do we do things that are specific to meeting the challenges that we are facing in division one to make things better for our current student-athletes and our future student-athletes, and that's where this transformation committee uh, came from. So we'll take a look at things as, such as our current governance structure, the way that we make rules and regulations, how those rules and regulations will be applied. Will they be applied at the conference level or will they be applied 
at the national level. We'll focus on things such as the student-athlete experience, also looking at uh, student-athlete well-being from a physical health and mental health standpoint to move our collegiate model along the lines of meeting the needs of student-athletes where they are today. So I'm just excited about the opportunity and working with uh, my colleagues from around the country to make the changes that are necessary uh, for intercollegiate athletics. I, I, I mean, I, Damon, I, and I know it's not, these aren't your issues specifically, right? Like these are things that are happening other places. But as you bring that up, I, you know, obviously in the news this week, there's a lot of stories about situations where perhaps athletes at schools are being penalized for things that have nothing to do with them, right? Um, the, the situation in Oklahoma State, the situation at James Madison. Are those the types of things that you guys are going to look into as part of the transformation committee? Like are, are the rules hurting the athletes that did nothing wrong in certain situations? I think everything is on the table. Um, we've got to make sure that as we take a look at how we fundamentally operate, uh, that it's, in a, it's done in a manner that is fair, equitable, and consistent across the board. And that's been something that we've been challenged on a lot here as of late. And yes, this committee will have to take a look at those things and make sure that what works specifically for Division One. We've got to focus on what takes place in our division because we are different from others. And there may be things that we need to do within subcategories of Division One because there are different teams, uh, different institutions that comprise Division One. So uh, mm -hmm. those are the types of things I'm sure we'll undertake and as well as many others. All right, he's Damon Evans, University of Maryland Athletic Director. He's with us on GCR. Um, Damon, you know, obviously it's it's an exciting time in all college sports because you get that, that crossover, right, where fall sports are still going on and are ramping up, and then winter sports are kicking in at the exact same time. Um, I, I'm going to start with, with basketball being back. For, for people that, you know, you guys have an exhibition game on Friday, then you have a bunch of home games um, in the first couple of weeks. I think there are fans that haven't been, you know, been able to go to a game for a long time that probably still don't even know, like, can we, we can all go to games? Can I get tickets at this point? Do I need to wear a mask? Like, what are the rules now as we shift indoors for basketball season getting underway? Well, as you can imagine, we're excited about both our basketball programs, our women's basketball program, preseason uh, number four. Yeah. Uh, they've already had one exhibition game, and they have another exhibition game. Uh, tonight, and then they kick off their season uh, next week. And then we have our men's team. They will open up with an exhibition game on Friday in their preseason uh, 21 with a good nucleus returning uh, with Eric Ayala, Dante Scott, and Akeem Hart, along with some good additions. But as far as fans are concerned, uh, we are open. Uh, we will have a mask uh, must be worn indoors. Uh, we continue to follow uh, county guidelines as it relates to uh, mask being uh, worn indoors. But uh, we're looking to welcoming our fans back into Xfinity to cheer on both of our basketball teams. So everybody can come out, just got to wear a mask while you're at the game. That's the way that it goes. Simple as that. It seems like it shouldn't be all that hard to figure out, and it seems like it's not that much of a nuisance to be able to go enjoy a basketball game. I can't imagine that. <laughs> you know, hey, it's we're living in a different day and time. We and um, We just got to adjust and adapt, and that's what our student-athletes have been doing, and we ask our fans to come out and uh, cheer them on as they continue to fight to represent this great institution. Damon, uh, as far as football is concerned, how important uh, – we, uh, we had Carlos Carrier on the show yesterday. Obviously, what a game he had against Indiana on Saturday. And – this step in, in where the football program is trying to get to and knowing everything that it's been through in recent years, D 
do you get a sense of how important it is just to get to the step of bowl eligibility? Like, obviously, everybody wants to win the Big Ten. Everybody, you know, that's it's, it's you know, just to get there as a program to accomplish that and to take a step and continue in the right trajectory. How significant is that for the school and the athletic department at the moment? Building a, a college football program is a process, and it takes time, and it takes patience, and that means that I have to be patient patient as well, and I know our fans want to see us win right away, but it's a step-by-step process. Getting bowl eligible is significant. Uh, it is that next step for us uh, as we continue to build our program into a highly competitive program within one of the premier conferences in the country, and in my opinion, the toughest division in sure. the Big Ten East in the country. So uh, this this game against Penn State gives us that opportunity to get bowl eligible. Also gives us an opportunity to get a big win against a regional uh, opponent, a regional rivalry, uh, a school that we compete against for recruits in this particular area. So excited about that. And uh, I'm also excited to see people like Carlos Carrier step up and have a career day and hats off to him because he's worked so hard and he really uh, showed his skill set his uh, by his level of play on this past Saturday. So we're going to go out and fight hard this week and hopefully Talia have another 400 plus yard passing game. Damon, what you bring up, uh, Damon Evans is with us, University of Maryland athletic director. What you bring up about Carlos is, is remarkable. I think there's a lot of, of kids that have been in his situation that would have bailed at some point and would have said, I'm I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm just not getting the opportunities that I wanted to get. And instead, he stuck it out. And, you know, the situation that, that he's in now because of that, it's, it's quite the testament to, um, to that young man and his family that, uh, that he decided to stick around and continue to grind and now look at the situation that he's in at the end of his career. Well, Locks has said that the, the receiving core on our team is probably the deepest of all of our positions. So uh, Carlos had to sit back and wait his turn. But I like that he never gave up. You, you hit the nail on the head. He stuck by uh, the University uh, of Maryland, and he waited for his time. And as players can get injured, you've got to have the next man step up. And when he steps up, that's his opportunity to prove his worth. And, and Carlos has shown us that he's a heck of a football player. We already knew he was a fine young man. And what he did this past weekend is going to be something that he can look back on his career and tell his kids about. But for him, there's still a lot of football remaining. And I expect him to do th- uh, big things this week as well as in, in the weeks ahead. Damon, the, um, the, the culture, the landscape, you know, we talk about the bigger picture of Division One athletics at the moment. The landscape, particularly in football, appears to be constantly changing, right? And, um, you know, as the SEC looked to strengthen, there was this sort of union that was formed between um, you guys and the ACC and the Pac-12. Can, can you tell me a little bit about that and – and, and why it's important and, and making sure that you guys are positioned in the right way moving forward in wherever the top level of college football is headed. Well, obviously, when you saw what the SEC did and, and they made the move and with Texas and Oklahoma, and, hey, you got to give them credit. Those are two really uh, good institutions with great football programs, great athletic programs, and they bring a lot to the table for the SEC. I think for those of us in the Big Ten and other conferences, we had to take a look at what can we do to better position ourselves as we continue to move forward in this world of intercollegiate athletics. And forming an alliance will allow us to do several things. Work on initiatives 
initiatives together as it relates to student-athlete uh, welfare and their overall health and well-being uh, allows us to come up with different scheduling options uh, amongst the three uh, conferences, whether it be in football uh, or, or men's and women's basketball and further on down the line and dealing with our Olympics uh, sports teams. And then just to be able to take up issues that we all have, um, you know, uh, our hands on that we're all involved with and to work together to try to do things that best position student athletes to have success. So I, I'm excited about the Alliance, uh, the ACC and the Pac-12 are very good conferences and I think we can do some good things together. There have long been rumblings that at some point the top you know, handful of college football programs in the country would try to split off and create their own sort of super power. I mean, it feels like we're talking about like a Marvel situation, by the way, right now. It feels <laughs> like, but there have been long been rumblings about that. Are, are you confident that at, at whatever point something like that might happen, that Maryland is in the position to be a part of that whenever it might happen? Yes, uh, Maryland, we are a very, very good academically. We're a top 20 public. And our athletics program continues to grow. We have some very, very good teams across the board. Uh, when you take a look at whether it be our lacrosse programs, our men's and women's basketball, soccer, and we continue to work in others to build up the program. So I like where we are, but I, I'd like to also see us improve. There's a lot of room for improvement. But I believe whatever changes are forthcoming, we will position ourselves uh, to meet the challenges embrace those challenges, and make sure that we continue to be in the upper echelon of intercollegiate athletics uh, across this country. And uh, I'm confident we'll do so. Are, are you as convinced as everyone else is that something like that is coming to the top level of college football, Damon? I, you know what? I never say never. Yeah. Um, in this world of intercollegiate athletics, we've seen so many changes uh, take place. One minute you think that we're done with the conference realignment, and then boom, it hits again. One minute we're at the BCS, and the next one the college right, football right, playoff, right. and now we're talking about eight, 12 teams. So what you always have to do is try to keep your eyes on not only what's happening right now, but what does the future look like, and how do we reimagine ourselves at the University of Maryland to meet those uh, future changes. Uh, this environment is one in which you have to be adjustable and adaptable, and change is, in, is inevitable in our business. Is eight teams, the, do you think that's the right number for the playoff, by the way? Well, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I always uh, look at it, go back and forth. That seems to be the right number yeah, at this time. Right. Um, and, and we'll see how that goes and, and see what the college football playoff committee uh, decides. I know we have some good people representing the Big Ten, and uh, I just want to make sure that it's an inclusive process. So, so it, when you say that, you mean like um, we got to make sure that if a team like Cincinnati goes undefeated, they can get into the college football playoff? Because I know that's going to be a topic that's going to be significant as the year goes on. Well, you know, when you, when you expand the, 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 the footprint and if you include eight teams or whatever it comes out to be, it gives those teams in the group of five a better opportunity to get in as well as others. So, And I think we need to give more teams an opportunity to compete for a national championship. I agree. I have no problem with that. I think the concept should be that you go into a season, everybody that's playing the sport knows you at least have a chance, right? Like you can control your own day. If you do everything right, you got a chance. And that's, uh, that seemed to be the biggest thing. That's what it should be, because at the end of the day, you want student-athletes who are playing at this level in this sport to know that they would have the opportunity, if they do everything that they're supposed to do, that they would have an opportunity to compete for a national title.
Uh, Damon, anything else that uh, that you want to share with us about what's going on at the University of Maryland right now? I know that there's you know there's been you know the hopes for the basketball facility. I know that's taken a couple of turns. Like anything else that we should know about at the moment? Yeah, you know something that's really really near and dear to me. Uh, a friend, a supporter of ours by the name of uh, Barry P. Gossett mm -hmm. uh, made another transformational gift to endow the position of director of athletics here at the University of Maryland. So now, uh, moving forward, it will be the Barry P. Gossett director. And I'm excited to serve in this role and humbled and, and honored to know that my name is tied to a steadfast, loyal supporter, and more importantly, a dear friend to this university. So I wanted to give a shout out to Barry Gossett and just simply say thanks to uh, him for all of his support and, and advice and guidance over a number of years. And then just to sum things up, you guys, we got a lot going on with our fall sports. Uh, our soccer program is on the men's side is heading to Big Ten uh, tournament play this Sunday. We've got our field hockey team starting Big Ten tournament play uh, on this evening. So we're really excited with all the winter sports starting to kick up and volleyball still moving in a positive direction, that things are headed in the right direction for the University of Maryland Athletic Department. And I couldn't be more proud of our student-athletes and our staff. He is Damon Evans, Athletic Director at the University of Maryland. You can follow him on Twitter at Evans underscore Terps AD. Damon, appreciate you taking the time for us as always. Let's do this again real soon, all right? Absolutely, fellas. Thank you. Damon Evans checking in with us here on GCR as we wind down our number one of the program. Project Game Day returns this Sunday. It'll be myself at halftime. The NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, joins me post-game. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports for both shows, as well as PressBoxOnline.com slash radio for the post-game show. Project Game Day brought to you by our friends at Window Nation, as well as Glory Days Grill and Underdog Fantasy Football. When we come back in, going to get some details about the Maryland Cycling Classic, and then we're going to make our picks for the week. KZ's here. We're going to do that. It's all coming up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Mike Ashley dives in on 20 seasons for Brenda Freeze as the head coach of the Maryland women's basketball team as she looks back but also looks forward. Plus, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from every D1 program in the area. And the very first Baltimore interview with Elijah Green, the son of former Raven Eric Green, who could well be the Orioles' pick with the number one spot in next year's MLB draft. Pressbox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. What's up, everybody? This is Tyus Bowser, I can't wait to see you guys for the Tyus Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, November 16th at Mother's in Timonium. It's brought to you by Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia. 
The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hey, it's KZ. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Pressbox Fantasy Football Show every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcasts. It's Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. Coming up in, uh, oh, just about uh, 25 minutes, that Press Box Fantasy Football show that you just heard about. Today's show is also brought to you by, ooh, let's, let's say this one's brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Love Glory Days Grill, and there's always a lot of great specials going on at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, including $5.99 burgers. $5.99 burgers. And I don't know if you've had a Glory Days Grill burger, but they're worth significantly more than that. $5.99 burgers on Mondays. I did the math wrong. Sorry. $6.99 burgers on Mondays. $5.99 nachos. I should look at the, the sheet before I say this out loud. That's on me. I'm sorry to Glory Days Grill. $6.99 still very much worth it. Let me make that abundantly clear. $6.99 burgers on Mondays. $5.99 nachos on Thursdays. GloryDaysGrill.com to find out more. An announcement today regarding the Maryland Cycling Classic. Unfortunately, it wasn't able to happen this year um, as we still recover from the pandemic, but it is on for 2022. Joining us now to tell us a little bit more about it, he is one of the top American cyclists, a man who's participated in the Tour de France. He's Ben King, and he's with us on GCR. Ben, it's Glenn and Paul. It's good to chat with you. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Hey, guys, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Uh, it's great to chat with you, Ben. Um, I, I know it was a disappointment. I know you've kind of been involved uh, from the get. Uh, as this, I, this concept was, was flushed out and was announced and unfortunately pushed back. Uh, how excited are you as someone who's from not, not that far from here that this is definitely going to happen come 2022, the Maryland Cycling Classic? I'm very excited, and I'm really glad that the, the city and organi- organizers have been so committed to uh, making this thing a reality because it's been two years in the works and, you know, everybody's put so many parts of their life on, on hold over the past two years. Um, so I'm, I'm thrilled. It's going to be the, the top level race in the United States in next season. What, what do you, you know, when you explain that to me, right? Because again, most of us don't follow, you know, like we, 
we're aware when the Tour de France is going on, and that's probably about the extent of what we know about cycling, right, Ben? Um, Fair enough. When, when you say that, it's the top-level race. Um, just how significant are we talking about? Are we talking about, like, this is a world-class event, this is all of the best cyclists in the world are going to be here for something like this? Yes, yeah, you're going to have some of the top teams and, and top riders in the world. Um, and it's, uh, you know, you don't have to know anything about cycling to appreciate it if you're on the sidelines and, and watch them come by. I mean, it's uh, I don't get to be a spectator of the sport very often, but any time that I've gotten to stand on the sidelines and, and watch the, the race come by, just everything about it, the speed, um, the beauty, all you know, everyone riding so close together. And um, the more you understand about the sport, the more you get out of the experience. But um, from a tactical point of view, because it's such a tactical sport, but, um, but it's also incredibly beautiful and inspiring to see if you know nothing about it. So, so beyond just being a top-level event, is there anything that's particularly unique about the Maryland Cycling Classic that's exciting for you? The fact that it is in America and on the East Coast. Yeah, is I mean, exciting for me. Sure, yeah. right? Um, You're a Virginia guy. That makes sense. <laughs> yep. Um, so you know, I'm I'm racing all around the world all year. I mean, I've raced in basically every continent, every country you can think of. Um, but there hasn't been a, a race of this level in the United States for the last two years. I mean, that's, it's pretty remarkable. And again, there's going to be an announcement coming a little bit later on today about some of the details related to the 2022 Maryland Cycling Classic. But the most important part is it's, it's happening. Despite all of the issues and getting it off the ground that has been brought up, the commitment has remained. It is coming. It will happen Labor Day weekend in 2022. And we'll get some more of those details coming up a little bit later on today. Um, ben, have you gotten a sense for the significance of this from other riders, what what this event is going to mean and sort of the fe- festival atmosphere and the commitment from the people involved to pull off an event of this magnitude? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the commitment from the organizer standpoint, I've, I've had the opportunity to um, be in communication with them throughout the process, and I know that they're really looking forward to community involvement. Um, a lot of events happening around the bike race that'll get people excited and, and help inspire them to live uh, healthier lifestyles and um, just involve the community in a lot of different ways. This is a great question. From that yeah. point of view, um, I think even if I talk to my European uh, friends in the, in the circuit, uh, they always look forward to coming to America to race for them. It's a, uh, uh, cultural experience, <laughs> sure, travel experience. sure, something that they'll they always remember and always really enjoy getting to come and, and check out new places and um, a bike on the bike is one of the best ways to get to know an area and you know I I know a lot of people watch the Tour de France just for the you know the helicopter shots of the city so it'll be also a great opportunity for the city of Baltimore to to show off um, what it's made of. So explain this to me at a dumb guy level. Like When we talk about events like the Tour de France and, and some of these other tour events, they are significantly longer events, right? Like They're not events that are happening in a day. Um, how different is this than that type of event, and, and, and does it change? Like, you know, are, are there certain people that are really good in events that last for a week or two, and, and this is a, a complete wild card in that way? Like Again, what, what's the significant difference in that way? Yeah, I mean, so there are stage races, which are multi-day events. 
um, every day is a race in its own, so you can win that that stage of the race. And right. At the end of the week or three weeks, there's an overall winner. Uh, there are also one-day races. So some of the most exciting races to watch are the single-day events because it's way it's way more simple for uh, someone who has no background or understanding of cycling to understand that whoever crosses the finish line first is the winner. And those type of races can suit different athletes. Um, who are more specialized uh, to those races. So, um, you know, based on the, the course and the way it, the planning is going, it looks like it's a course that could favor sprinters. And so you're going to see, I mean, these are the, the heavyweights of the sport, the guys with just a lot of raw power and intensity um, duke it out in the finish line. It's cool. That's and cool. And all of the strategy that it takes, to, you know, over the course of 100-plus miles to get them to that point in the best uh, – position possible um it all, it all factors in and um yeah, it's just a different discipline i mean you have monuments in the sport that are one day and they carry as much prestige as the tour de france this is a great question this is from a different ben um wants to know can you ask ben king what's the gnarliest injury that he's ever received riding a bike <laughs> um i mean unfortunately crashes happen yeah everyone says it's part of the sport but in my opinion, it's not supposed to be, but but if you race as long as I have, you crash. Um, you do crash a lot. I broke my ankle in 2016. I've been fortunate not to have any very serious injuries, um, but that was that was one of the. I worst. mean, you say you say you broke your ankle, but you haven't had a serious injury. Like that's not a serious injury breaking. It's, yeah, it's, it's relative. I was yeah. You know, right. I was, back on the bike in in a month uh and 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 I'm, I'm sure more than your fair share of like scrapes and and bruises along the line i'm guessing that those get in the mix that's just sort of part of doing business correct oh yeah i've got a yeah i've got a lot of uh, fresh skin i've lost yeah a lot right of skin. but that but that you just bounce up from i mean that doesn't that doesn't even take you out of the race right you don't even notice it you're like ah, hey, we'll get throw some neosporin on it or something you notice it in the shower yeah <laughs> <laughs> i believe that man all right, so the announcement's coming later today. I would encourage everybody to be following at Maryland Classic on Twitter, uh, at Maryland Classic, and you'll get more of the details as uh, the mayor and Baltimore County Executive Johnny O and the people involved. Ben's going to be a part of it. A big announcement today related to the 2022 Maryland Cycling Classic, which is on and happening and will be a very big deal economically for our area, something that we need to get behind and give a lot of support to. Ben, where can people follow you? Um, Twitter, Instagram, anything along those lines. Where can people follow you? On Instagram, I'm bking137. And on Twitter, I'm benking89. Benking89. Give him a follow there. Ben, we're really excited about this, man. We can't wait. Uh, It's going to be an awesome weekend for our area, for for our region. We're glad that you've uh, thrown yourself behind supporting it, man. Uh, uh, Best of luck, and and let's talk again soon as we get closer to Labor Day weekend, all right? Sounds good. I appreciate it. Ben King uh, taking a couple minutes for us again. There will be a formal announcement coming today related to details for the 2022 Maryland Cycling Classic, which is on for Labor Day weekend. Oh, man. Uh, Pressbox Fantasy Football Show coming up in just a little bit. KZ is here. We do it every Thursday morning at 11.30 a.m. as we set your lineups for the week. Get your questions in at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. We'll pose them to KZ. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is brought to you by CCBC, Glory Days Grill, and the Maryland Department of Transportation. Before we do that, we got to make some picks. That's next. 
As we wrap up for our portion of the program, it is Glenn Clark Radio. Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy their award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings. Or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for our daily specials every weekday, like $6.99 burgers on Mondays and $5.99 nachos on Thursdays. And watch football on their big screens every Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. Dine in and let us serve you or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. The great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le Champion. Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs. But not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Once again this season, PressBox's Project Game Day is the destination at halftime and postgame for every Baltimore football game. You want to talk about the game without all the nonsense, coach speak, and fluff of your typical show? Tune into Project Game Day. Glenn Clark is with you at halftime, and he's once again joined postgame by your favorite analysts like the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard, Ken Zalis, and more. Watch the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports and listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash Radio. Pressbox's Project Game Day, every game day, presented by Glory Days Grill and Window Nation. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. And try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. If you missed it last night, Stan the Fan Charles did a special show looking at the, um, I think we can call it crisis related to sports betting in the state of Maryland as it has been pushed down the road a little bit longer and looking like best-case scenario now. Maybe you could bet in person at the beginning of next year. Maybe. Lord knows when it'll be for uh, online and the apps. It's just a nightmare. Stan, uh, welcome Bill Ordeen, who, of course, has been covering uh, this particular topic for a very long time. 
Um, now with gambling.com is where, oh man, never, never jiggle the handle because it screws up everybody else's headphones. Don't, don't, it, the, everything, it's just the headphones, just the headphones. That's the problem. Whenever you jiggle the handle, it, it just, it's, it's, I know, but I'm telling you, it's, it's Ken, I'm telling you, whenever you jiggle the handle, it screws everything up. Are you telling me that your headphones don't work at all? Okay. Well, we will, we will, we will look into that. We will look into that and try to fix it. I mean, it. I can just hear you. That's true. You are right here. You yeah, are you are no more than a, a couple of inches away from me, but we will look to fix that for you. Uh, anyway, uh, go watch the show right now as uh, they were talking about sports betting last night. Um, and it's I, I wish I had better news for you. I wish I could tell you that there was – it's just not. It's the reality of it. Um, but uh, Stan had a great show with um, uh, with Bill Ordeen from Gambling.com and also Pat Evans from LegalSportsReport.com. As uh, they discuss the uh, situation, and it's available right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com slash video. All right. Um, with that in mind, picks are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy Football and Ken Zalis, because you can't bet the next it's best good, thing. Good thing. Yeah, would be to play Underdog Fantasy Football. Might as well now. I yeah, mean, everybody right. should sign up. Uh, the best part about it is that if you go right now and you do sign up and you're a first-time uh, user and you deposit up to $100, you will get a dollar-for-dollar dollar match from your good friends at Underdog Fantasy and PressBox. Uh, so who can't use uh, $100 right now? And the best part is you uh, you can't gamble, but you can do the next best thing. You can do, like, player props. You can make up to $20, up to $20, uh, 20 times your money. By the way, the guy was legitimately jiggling the handle. and trying, All you had to do is turn it up. It's literally all you had to do. Uh, I thought Casey. it was on two. All you had to do was turn it up. Uh, you know. I, uh, How old are you? I, I'm sorry. You were talking about I'm, I'm so old that I'm getting senile. Talking about Apparently. underdog fantasy football. And yeah. I love underdog fantasy football. I do. It's fine. I, sorry. I've been doing some NBA this week. I saw that. Yeah. I saw you've been sharing out your lineups. At yeah, Fans I'll, fantasy share, I'll share my lineups. Uh, you can choose to follow them. You can choose to fade them. Uh, sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. I guess it's not even really lineups. It's just parlays. It's just it's right. parlays. Yeah. It's parlays. Yeah. Uh, Two to two to five uh, picks uh, make up to twenty uh, times your money. So, underdogfantasy.com or the underdog app, and again, use the code PRESSBOX, and we will match up to one hundred dollars for you to play free with when you uh, deposit up to one hundred dollars. That's the way that it goes. All right. So, uh, update as far as picks are concerned. It's not been a good couple of weeks for KZ. It has not. He was in first place. Thank God I can't bet. He was in first place. Now he's been five and thirteen over the last two weeks. Not ideal. No. Not ideal. Meanwhile, your boy has been thirteen and five. So an eight-game flipperoo between uh, KZ and I over the last two weeks. At the moment, I'm atop the table, forty-two and thirty-five. I am four games up on Kyle, who's thirty-eight and thirty-nine. I'm six games clear of Stetka, who's 36 and 41. I'm seven games clear of KZ, 35 and 42. And then John Proctor, two games back of KZ, nine games back of first place at 33 and 44. Again, at the top of the table, playing for a little bit of cash at the bottom of the table, trying to avoid being the one who's got to come in here, eat a tarantula, get our back waxed, and perform Hero from the original Spider-Man movie. That's what's at stake with our picks. Three college games, six NFL games to pick. Paul Valley, what's up first? All right, so you got Penn State. Re- <clears throat> Excuse me, Easy. Penn State reeling after three straight losses, taking on Maryland. Maryland beat them last year. Was it like thirty-six to nineteen? I believe it was. So it's a uh, a big game for Maryland, trying to get bowl eligible, and Penn State trying to get trying to right the ship. And Maryland, I'm sorry, Penn State is favored 
by ten and a half. Thirty-five and nineteen a year ago was the final score. Um, boy, I, w- I wish I could. And this is the truth. I don't think Penn State's that good. I mean, I just don't. And as we know, Maryland beat them quite handily a year ago. But I, I can't do it. Like it's the same way I couldn't do it a week ago. That ended up being right now. It was a backdoor cover last week. That ended up being the difference. But backdoor covers count just as well. Um, I, I really wish I could do it, but I can't. Penn, Penn State. Wearing a Maryland sweatshirt. It's, the, it's this hilarious you had bit. The, you had the AD on. You, you constantly think that I'm a Maryland homer when there's like you literally are. zero evidence of homer. that. And in fact, I don't. I'm so mad that I took Maryland last week going against every fiber of what I believe their football program is that I will never take them again. So I'm taking Penn State. All right. All right, Proctor. Uh, this is clean sweep. Everybody took PSU. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the reality of the circumstances. I mean, I, I get it. Look, I, I, I don't think it's a certainty, but it's just I'm not going to lose a point that way, right? right? right. Like, that's, that's really mm-hmm. what we're betting. Next. All right, next, uh, Navy with tough stretch of games. They're taking on Notre Dame. Notre Dame favored by 20 and a half. This is brutal. This is brutal because this is the eternal, like, service academy problem. Is is can Navy put together a couple possessions, grind out the clock, and just make it more difficult for Notre Dame to win by three touchdowns? But Notre Dame has actually been covering of late. Like, they are post-Cincinnati playing well, albeit against, you know. Cupcakes. Not cupcake. I mean, it's USC and, and North Carolina. They're the real teams. They're just not national powers at the moment. At the moment. Um, and again, I think it's the exact same thing that I'm doing at the last one. Like, I really wish I could take Navy and have that type of confidence. And obviously, in, in hindsight, I wish I would have taken them against Cincinnati, and I didn't. Um, but I, I can't. I can't. I can't lose the point going down swinging that way. So Notre Dame. Uh, exact same thing. I. I. You know. It's a big number, but you, you just can't take Navy. You and KZ are on that bus alone. Hmm. Ooh, boy. Interesting. Wow. Proctor, Everybody Seca and Kyle all took Navy. Oh, wow. wow. How about that? Hmm. All right. I'm a little surprised. I've got to be honest. I'm, I'm a surprised. bit surprised by that. I'm, I'm a bit surprised by it. All right. Next match. I hope I'm wrong for what it's worth. I mean, I hope that they somehow win outright. I just, you know. Uh, big SEC West matchup, number 13, Auburn Tigers taking on the number 14, Texas A&M Aggies on Saturday at 3.30. And you have Texas A&M favored by four and a half at home. I know nothing about – I get it. It's the only ranked matchup of the week, so, like, I understand why we're including it. But, like, I know nothing about – I know Bo Nix, and that's the list of things that I know about these these teams. Um, it's at Texas A&M, mm-hmm. Texas A&M. I think they're both 6-2, and two, right? Something like that. Neither have been very impressive. No. Even in their victories. Uh, they get crushed when they lose. Uh, but, again, I'll, I'll take the, I took the home team in Texas A&M. All right. The only person to take Auburn was Kyle. All right. Sure. Why not? I mean, I, I, sure. I, 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 can't, I can't tell you anything about this game. So, fine. All right. Moving on to the NFL, you have an AFC North matchup between the Cleveland Browns and Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals looking to hold on to sole possession of second place. Browns looking to get back into that playoff picture, although they never really left. Um, Bengals at home, favored by two and a half. Obviously, the Browns are a mess. The Bengals, however, just lost to the Jets. I think... (laughs) I think that's enough of a wake-up call that I, I ultimately think the Bengals are the better of these two teams. I will take the Bengals. I just can't trust the Browns. I don't know if one's better than the other. Um, 
quite frankly, uh, after what we saw, it's week to week, mm-hmm. as was proven last week. Uh, but uh, there, there's a uh, seems like there's always problems in 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 Brownland, and and no more so than this week. So I'll take the Bengals. Once again, Kyle is the only person to take mm. Cleveland. All right, opportunity for Kyle mm. to make yeah. a couple moves, get back into it at the top of the table. Uh, Philly, the Philadelphia Eagles, they're hosting the Los Angeles, I almost call them San Diego, hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers sandwiched a bye in between two what I deem to be bad losses. The Eagles trying to figure out who they are right now. The Chargers, the away team, favored by a point and a half. And this is a 1 o'clock game? Um, no, I, I believe this is a 4 o'clock game. All right. Well, that is significant to me. Uh, it is a 4 o'clock game. 4.05. It's a 4 o'clock game. That is significant to me mm-hmm. because I do think that was part of the story. Um, Chargers. I get it. Like Even the Ravens were able to run on the Chargers' defense, so despite the fact that the Eagles don't do much in the run game, I think they can be able to run on the Chargers, and I know they just put up a boatload of points last week against the Lions, but I... I just think the Chargers can only be this bad for so long. Obviously, Ken was right all along. Justin Herbert stinks. But then you were wrong because you said he didn't stink. You really you, you got to get some consistency, bro. I, I, I went gotta, back. Got to figure that out. Um, but I'm going to go with the Chargers. If it was a 1 o'clock game, I think I would have picked the Eagles. Yeah. So the the I don't know if the Eagles figured out who they are last week. And, and, and again, but they – for the first time, committed to the run game. And the Chargers can't stop it. And you keep that high-powered offense off. Coin flip for me, I took the Eagles. They could, quite frankly, never give the ball to a running back again as they did first half of the year. Uh, but if they can run the ball like they did last week, I think they, they can win the game. KZ going down on that sinking eagle yep. ship by himself. There Everybody you go. Else. I figured there this There you go. Opportunity, though. It's an opportunity for you to steal yeah. the points. All right. Next game, Arizona Cardinals trying to get back on the winning track against the San Francisco 49ers, another team I have no yeah. idea. Oh, by the way, I was the, there were two lone wolves last week. Proctor was the lone wolf on Indianapolis. Lost, although, albeit in overtime, I was the lone wolf on Michigan State, which is the dumbest thing you guys have ever done. That's the dumbest thing, allowing me to get that free point, betting on Jim Harbaugh to win a, a big game. He was due. No, he wasn't. He's never. He's been due for the entire time he's been a head coach. Well, that, that's why he was due. Yeah, well, th- how's that going for you? I know. Anyway, I go have, ahead. I should never bet on Go Harbaugh. ahead, sorry. So Arizona Cardinals, again, they're trying to get back on that winning track. San Francisco 49ers trying to stay in a wild card position because that, that they're, they're not getting back in that division race. Uh, so you have the Cardinals at the Niners Sunday at 425. Arizona favored by one point. George Kittle expected to be back for San Francisco, but it doesn't matter. I mean, Arizona, it's a, it's a, you know, this is a pick em game. The one point doesn't make a difference because if it ends up being a one-point game, you're going to get a um, – uh, a, a push anyway. So, who's going to win the game outright? I, I I like Arizona's chances better than I like San Francisco's chances. Arizona. Yeah, the 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 Murray thing bothers me a little bit. I know he's going to play, um, but he's not going to practice, and he's he's not the same quarterback because he he's not running, um, and he's turning the ball over. But it, 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 they were still if AJ Green catches the ball, they beat I, I, Green Bay. Well, well yeah, week. no, I I and like, that that was that was the point. It's like you know. They have some guys that are beat up. I think AJ Green's in COVID, and you got Hopkins with the hammy. But I'm still going to take Arizona. 
All right, Stecka, only one to take the Niners. All right. He never takes the Cardinals. You notice that? Oh yeah, he's out there. He's out there. That's he an never interesting. Takes that is an interesting. I haven't noticed. I haven't it's thought like about. He hardly that. ever takes I them. Have to think about that. Uh, he he. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it's just. Well, I don't know. We haven't picked the, their games every week, but I'll go back. I'll look at that a little yeah. bit. That's interesting. Yeah, you're right. He was the only one that took right, Cleveland. Right, right. He was the only one of us that took Cleveland against Arizona. I, I just, wow, you're sure, 100% sure, right really about weird. this. That's a really weird bit. All right, go ahead. All right, Green Bay Packers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. No Aaron Rodgers. I think the line had to have moved after that. Yeah, significantly. Kansas City is favored by 7.5 at home. I don't care. Green Bay. Kansas City doesn't cover. It's nothing to do with who's playing quarterback for the Packers. Kansas City doesn't cover, period. Green Bay. Ditto. All right, Proctor, the only one on KC. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they just don't. This is amazing. Every time we picked an Arizona game this year, he's picked against the I know. I, it's really it, it remarkable. Just, it's, really, it's really remarkable. It, it always sticks out to me because it's like you're out really there. really funny. That's really funny. All right. All right, L.A. Rams hosting the Tennessee Titans. Titans hoping that Adrian Peterson can find the fountain of youth. Rams with that new added Vaughn Miller to add with Aaron Donald. Rams are favored at home on Sunday Night Football at, by seven and a half points. Oh, this one's really hard for me. Like, it's the hook. It's the hook that's getting me here because it's the, it's the scenario where the Rams – are up by a couple of scores. The Titans get a touchdown late, and they get a cover that way. But I'm not going to be that guy. I'll take the Rams. Little known fact, uh, yeah. Peterson was really good last year for he Detroit. He was okay. No, I mean, considering he's 37 or he whatever he is. He okay. For what? And he fits what the Titans want. But he hasn't even – like, he's been in there for two days. And he fits what the Titans want to do, you're which is over, power you're football. way overselling this. What? You're way overselling Adrian Peterson. You're I picked him up over. everywhere. I, I know spent, you did. I spent I, every I dollar. Every dollar. Way overselling. Every him. dollar. But I don't think he plays as much this week. He hasn't been there long enough, so I'll take the Rams. Clean sweep. Everybody yeah. took the Rams. Yeah, I was I was I, I wanted to, I really wanted to, but I, I couldn't. I just couldn't. And all right. The final game, obviously Minnesota Vikings at the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday at one PM on Fox. Ravens favored by six at home. I don't have great confidence in it, but the Ravens coming off a bye. I'm not going to pick against them when the number's less than a touchdown. I'll go with the Ravens. That is the only reason I'm taking them is because it's off a bye. I think if they had both both teams had played last week and this was the same number, I probably would have gone the other way. But the Ravens usually win after a bye, so I'll take them. Uh, Kirk Cousins doesn't beat good teams. In prime time, he doesn't. Sometimes he beats them. Sometimes he can win games against good teams on a Sunday afternoon. That can happen every now and then, but not not in not prime normally, time. Yeah. No. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Proctor, the only one to take the Vikings. All right, there you go. Those are our picks for the week. We'll get them up at glennclarkradio.com a little bit later on. Picks also brought to you by the new print issue of Press Box, which is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box or read it all, pressboxonline.com. Brenda Freeze on the cover ahead of her 20th season as the head coach at the University of Maryland. Uh, not going to be able to do Tidbit today because we run out of time. If we had done it, it would have been brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. We will do it tomorrow. Tubular brought to you by Window Nation. Final opportunity for you to take advantage of Window Nation's best deal ever. Window Nation offering you two free windows for every two you buy. Plus, no down payment, no monthly payment, no interest payments for two full years. 
Cold weather here, natural gas prices are high, 866-90NATION or windownation.com. This is it. Last month, when November ends, don't come belly aching to me. I warn you, it's the final chance you take advantage of this great deal. By the way, my wife's trying to turn the heat on, and I'm. It's it's become like it's we got a situ- we got like an old fashioned Mexican standoff happening in our house right now because she wants to turn the heat on, and I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no. It's gonna be mid sixties next. Week. I guarantee. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I told you. I told. Try telling nice. her this. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is the. You don't turn the heat on the first time it's cold. It doesn't. We're, we're smart enough to know that. Don't do it. All right, uh, here's what's coming up tonight, totally tubular-wise. The Jets and Colts open up NFL Week 9. Um, that's on Fox, NFL Network, and Amazon at 8.20. Morgan State's on uh, ESPN2 tonight as they take on Delaware State at 7.30. Uh, the other football game, Georgia State and Louisiana at 7.30. Maryland women play an exhibition against Georgian Court. Throw out all the records when those two teams get together. That's 6 o'clock on Big Ten Network Plus. Capitals, Panthers, 7 o'clock on NBC Sports Washington. NBA TV for Celtics Heat at 7.30, Rocket Suns and 10, Golf Channel Round 1 of the PGA's Worldwide Technology Championship at 3, WWE Network for NXT UK at 3, Access TV for Impact Wrestling at 8. Non-sports? Uh, the highlights of Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Tonight at 11.35, he's got Ariana Grande and Adrian Brody. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel we're, has... We're, so- we're going to talk about this at some point. We need to discuss the fact that the the modern Christmas song classic is Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande. That is a that song will stand the test of time. We will be talking about it for decades. Like All I Want for Christmas? It, like that. Not yeah. quite, because nothing will ever quite be that, but of that ilk. I fair, stand by fair it. Enough. It's a classic. Also at 11.35 on, e- on ABC, uh, Jimmy your, Kimmel. Your boy's been doing some Christmas music listening this week. I, I, I'll bet. Yeah, I'll bet, man. You already did your decorating. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live featuring Serena Williams and uh, musical guest Jay Balvin. Wait, when does the movie come out? When does the, the King Richard? When, when is, is that this week? I I'm think very, it's, very I want to say it's on November 19th. Oh, okay. So we're still a couple weeks away. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, on CBS, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert with Annalie Ashford. On Netflix, Catching Killers is a docuseries on infamous serial killer cases like the umpteenth docuseries that they have on that topic. That's what they like to do. And then HBO Max, Frayed Season 2 premiere and Head of the Class series premiere. It's about a teacher who wants her students to focus on life. Not great. All right. Very good. Uh, thanks today to every. Oh, thanks to our guests. Thanks to Ben King. Thanks to Damon Evans. Thanks also to Sal Palantonio. We'll get all that and picks up in the greatest hits section of the archives tab at glennclarkradio.com. I should also remind everybody the next Tyus Bowser show will be Tuesday, November 16th at Mother's in Timonium. We will see you there. It's all brought to you by Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia. Find out more pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. Um, coming up on the program tomorrow, we will chat with Jared Bernhardt. Very cool story. Former Maryland lacrosse player, of course, won the Tawarton Award as the top lacrosse player in the country this year. He's now the quarterback for the number one team in the country at the Division II level. He's at Ferris State playing quarterback, and they're, he's playing really well, and they're the number one team in the country. It's kind of a crazy story. We'll talk to Jared Bernhardt about that. Adam Amin is calling uh, Ravens-Vikings for Fox. He will join us tomorrow. Of course, of course, Bo Smolka joins us tomorrow. And uh, we'll uh, talk some college football with the Senator, Senator Justin Reedy as well. That's all coming up on a Friday edition of GCR. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, KNS Automotive, the Maryland Lottery, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, the Baltimore Ravens, Maryland Department of Transportation, Underdog Fantasy Football, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Paul Valley. Follow him on Twitter, at Paul Valley the Third. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday evening. Uh, go, eh, who cares? Go Morgan. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. 
Of course, if you're with us on audio, do nothing, and we'll be back in just a minute. And if you're with us on video, give us a minute, then hit refresh, and there will be a new video for the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show, which is next. Pressbox Fantasy Football Show, Glenn Clark, Paul Valley, and most importantly, your lovely and talented host, Mr. Ken Zalis. What's going on, buddy? Not much. Very little to talk about. Yeah, it should really, be a quick show. Really, just nothing happened in the world of fantasy football. <laughs> Not like the entire world got flipped upside down over the course of the last seven days. We will uh, answer your questions, get them in at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, or put them in the comments on the video on Facebook, and we will pose them to KZ. Later on in the program, every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single-game tickets now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. All right, Ken, uh, let's start in Tennessee because on our show we were just talking about how excited you are about Adrian Peterson, which is beyond it. Um, Begin with McNichols, Peterson, what what are you looking at? Not just this week. Give me for this week, and then give me moving forward. I I think for this week, you you have to think that if you, if you have both of them, probably McNichols is is the way to go. He's been there. Um, he's he's spotted uh, Henry when he's when he's been out of the lineup for you know either rest or little nicks. Um, he's he's the passing and third down back for sure. So he's got some PPR appeal, uh, plays in a decent offense. So, so there's some things there. I think they brought in Adrian Peterson to be the between the tackle, still trying to be that power run team. It's very difficult to change who you are in week nine. And they found someone that, look, we can talk about his age. We can talk about he still he doesn't have the breakaway speed anymore. But we also have to talk about that this is a freak of nature type athlete who was productive in stints. Mildly. He, mildly. If he can productive. average four yards a carry, he'll be productive and allow the Titans to still do the play action and and get A.J. Brown and hopefully they get uh, Julio Jones back um, and, and, and work that game. Look, it's very rare you can find a guy that you think is going to get the ball 15-plus times. Now, he's not going to get it 30 times like, like Henry was, but I think you can, you can pencil in 15 to 20 touches a week for Peterson. He'll be very touchdown-dependent. But 
there's a lot of guys like that. You're still and you're going to look at McNichols as the third down JD McKissick type type guy. Now both of them should be owned everywhere. They should not be on waiver wires anymore. Um, and and you go from there. Uh, you know they gave him a workout. They brought him in. Again, he wasn't terrible last year. I'm not saying he's setting the world on fire, but um, we've doubted Peterson in the past, and and he, he you know, he's he's been per, he's been serviceable. Where and, do you, where do you have McNichols ranked this week? Uh I, I probably have him. At, I think they're both flex worthy this week. Um, PPR, I have McNichols around thirty. Uh, half point PPR, I have them closer to 34 to 36. Okay. All right. So they're, they're flex worthy this week. I mean, look, we all want to see how it works. Um, I just don't expect, like you said, he's been there for three days. Um, you know, Without we having... talk about, we talk about football shape and yep. things like that. And he hasn't, you know, he wasn't really even in a training camp with anybody, but he always keeps himself in shape. So I'm not, it's not going to take him long. I just don't expect, you know, his, the full 15 to 20 touches this week from Peterson. All right, let's talk about the Aaron Rodgers situation. Do we have to? Well, we do. Knucklehead. I, I'll, I'll begin with, if you're an Aaron Rodgers owner, where are you going to? I'm, I'm assuming you're not playing Jordan Love. I know I mean, it's, you can. Yeah? I mean, you can. I, I, I get I, it's the Kansas City defense. I, I certainly I, understand. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not like, I mean, I have Jordan Love somewhere around 16 to 17. So it's not like, you know, it's not like I'm filling in with some guy that, like Mike White, who worked out last week to be the ultimate fill-in, but you were never even going to rank him last week, you know, because he was filling in for somebody. Jordan Love, I mean, this is their top pick. I have him I have him 17 right now. I have him just behind Taysom Hill, should Taysom Hill be the quarterback in, in for the Saints this week. I I have him above Teddy Bridgewater. I have him above Matt Ryan. I have him above Justin Fields. Like, this isn't automatic no based mm-hmm. on what's on your waiver wire. So, you know, I I look at some of the guys that are above him um, that could be on the waiver wire. I mean, Tua could be on the waiver wire. Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz tonight possibly could be. Taysom Hill possibly could be. I don't know how your waivers went down. But those are some of the guys. I mean, but you don't have to go too far to find, to say – you know, it's a good matchup. We'll see what it is. He's been there all year. He's been he's been the number two all year. Um, you know, if I was a if I was a Rogers owner, I'm really nervous right now for more than just this week. Hmm. Mm. You mean I, I'm I? Who knows if he's back in time for next week? Right. I mean, he has COVID. I, I you don't know how they're going to react. It's like everybody's you. like he's going to be back in ten days because he's unvaccinated. Well. Well, that's if he comes back with two negative tests. Right. So, And the 10 days is literally next Saturday, right? This has been a very rocky relationship all through the offseason. Yeah, but they're not. I, I hear you. Stop. I hear you. Stop. Okay. Just remember I said it. No, because no not, I, I, I think there's a reasonable way of saying this, which is what happens while Jordan Love plays could dictate what the Packers do at the end of the year, for well, sure. I, I, but I, and any world in which you think they're not going back to Aaron Rodgers when he's back is insane. Stop. I, I'm not saying Stop. that they're not going to go back to him when they're, he's back. I don't know if he wants to come back. That's what I'm saying. You think he's just not? He's just going to quit playing football? I Think he's, what, this is a really weird bit that yeah, you're doing. I'm not right doing now. a bit. I'm you're just saying. A bit. I'm just saying. Everybody that's expecting him to come back next week or in two weeks, I just 
you need to have a contingency plan to go be without Aaron Rodgers for the next three weeks. That's all I'm telling you in fantasy football. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying you need to plan well, for it. Okay, if can, you think you're just I, picking I'm up a, a guy a, to start this week. I am all for the, hey, there's no certainty that he can I'm, return from I'm, COVID. I'm the, just, you're doing a, like a, a tinfoil hat thing. I'm where, just, no, I'm saying that th- this isn't a great relationship. If he's, I understand if he's up, that. If he's upset and he's still upset but he has and no, he doesn't like how the team supported him through this, it, however they've done it internally. But he has no leverage. It's, it's yeah, he either, does. He could just stop playing football. Right, but the notion that he's just going to stop playing football when he's, he's like, like that's that. nonsense. Okay. Okay. Come on, man. Okay. Okay. Like, come have on. Have a plan. Well, come if he was going to stop, you to have a plan. And I own him in three, four leagues. Have a plan. I, I, I'm all for the idea have of, like, you don't know when he's coming back from COVID. Have that's a plan. What, that, that, I think, is relevant. Have but a doing plan. a bit where he's not going to play football have is, a plan. come on, man. Have a plan. Come on. Okay. All right. Um, the uh, what does it mean for like the Devonte Adams of the world? What does it mean for uh, everybody? I else? mean, it, what it means for Devonte Adams instead of uh, the number one or number two guys, probably number twelve or number thirteen on on your list this week. There's no world that if Devonte Adams isn't is healthy and on the field that you're not starting him. It makes me not like any other receiver that is there. It makes me like Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon a little bit more. Um, especially in the matchup that they have this week. Uh, if you look at how uh, they used uh, Jones and Dylan together last week, even though it was a reaction to Devontae Adams being out, I mean, if I'm looking at that tape, I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Okay. Okay. So I think it makes, uh, you know, Aaron Jones is always an RB1, but I think it puts uh, A.J. Dillon in the flex conversation. Um, as somebody that you can start if he's look he's done nothing he, uh, last week he looked like okay I want to give this ball this this guy the ball 15 20 times and give Aaron Jones 10 and throw it to him 10 times so you know I think both of them are, are viable in fantasy this week today's uh, press box fantasy football show is also brought to you by glory days grill where they've got 699 burgers on Mondays, 599 nachos on Thursdays. Dine in or order your favorites online at glorydaysgrill.com. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Um, KZ, some some players that are sort of on the trajectory this week. How are we feeling about Christian McCaffrey? How are we feeling about George Kittle and and some of these other guys that might be tracking towards being bad? I mean... Look, it's the same comment that McCaffrey every week. If he plays, you're playing him. Um, you can't play Hubbard if he plays. I I would, you know, I try not to pay attention to what coaches say, um, but the, he said he didn't do much yesterday. We'll see what he does Friday. If he's practicing in full Friday, hey, he's going to go. And if he's in, if you have him, you got to play him. I mean, that, that's just been the history with McCaffrey. They're going to throw him the ball nine times and, and make that whole thing work. Um, Kittle, uh, I, I want to see him practice. Um, well, he's practicing. They just don't the, list him the, on the report the, because he's not, he's not he hasn't active. been active, but he's practicing. So, so the last thing I saw was that he, they don't expect him to be 100%. Um, again, with the way tight end is, if you have Kittle and he's active, you sort of got to play him. Mm-hmm. Um, we have other issues with, with like, Noah Fant. doesn't look like he's going to play because he's on the COVID list. So, you know, if he's there, you're playing him. Um, no no qualms about it. So, you know, 
unfortunately, with the, with some of these top guys, it's it's where we are right now. It looks like we're going to have another Devontae Booker week in New York. Yeah, it looks like it looks like that's pretty safe. I mean, I I don't know if he was on the COVID list, not on the COVID list, uh, false positives, all all things with Barkley. But even so, you know, they haven't really had him practice or or said he's ready to practice so uh, I think you get another Booker week and it's probably the last one who's the guy in in Philadelphia to run the football I, I mean I think it's Boston Scott and and you know I think uh game script dictated the Jordan Howard stuff uh we know who it's not now it's not Kenneth uh, Gainwell, not Kenneth glad, Gainwell. I used a, glad I glad, used a priority yeah, pick up on him glad I started him last week um you know, it, it was funny because I think it was on this show. Somebody was, like, giving me that choice game well, and I was like, look, I mean, he's got to be owned, and, yeah, he's supposed to get the ball, but they didn't give Sanders the ball, so what makes me feel like they're going to give Gainwell the ball? Except I, that by the way, was, am I dropping him to get my defense this week? Uh, I mean, I don't have a problem with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I think so. I mean, there are, there are a bunch of guys I don't, you know, you can – somebody asked me this week, it's like, what am I doing with Allen Robinson? I said, whatever you feel you should do at this point. I said, if you're going to drop, if you say you want to drop him because you need to fill the spot, I'm not going to give you an argument mm -hmm. because I really like the talent, but it's just not happening. Yep. Um. So I, I we're we're nine weeks in. Well, with that in mind, <laughs> let's have the Odell Beckham conversation. Uh, he's done. You can cut him. He's Wait. not going to play for the Browns, and they don't seem like unless. Unless Odell decides to take pennies on the dollar as a buyout, they're just going to let him rot this year. I'm not as convinced that he doesn't just get released. I'm not as convinced. I, that I'm not, I, I, maybe at some point, but they're they're like banning him from the building. So I hear you. It's like it's like the 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 report from the the one um, and and I forget. I forget the name. Uh, the Browns insider, Browns reporter. It's like they're trying to work out. A release scenario where you know it takes he takes less money he takes a, a smaller buyout. Now could that happen? Sure. Um, we're not getting you know this is, this is the Josh Gordon thing for me and it's a different scenario. But we're not. What I always said every time Josh Gordon came back is like you're not getting the 2013 I Josh Gordon. That. Well, we're not getting the 20. 17, I, 18. I, I agree. Odell Beckham Jr. Injuries have taken their toll. He's still not healthy right now. He's got a shoulder issue that every time he lands, he has to get step out of the out of the game for a couple of plays or a series. Uh, you know, but, but I still think if he wound up in New Orleans, he'd be worth being on your roster. Yeah, but I, again, I, I'm not. If you have the spot and you're and you don't need it with all the bye weeks and all the injuries and all the covids, and you can. Put him at the bottom of your bench, sure. But if you need that spot, I don't have a problem with releasing him at this point. All right. All right. Uh, it is the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. We will get to your questions next. So get them in at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter or put them right there in the comments on the video, and we will pose them to KZ as we try to set your lineups for week nine of the fantasy football season. That's next, Press Box Fantasy Football Show. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition-free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. 
Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy their award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for our daily specials every weekday, like $6.99 burgers on Mondays and $5.99 nachos on Thursdays. And watch football on their big screens every Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. Dine in and let us serve you or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. If you change lanes and break suddenly in front of my tractor trailer, I won't be able to stop. Our lives can change forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser Show. The next Taz Bowser Show is Tuesday, November 16th at Mother's in Timonium. It's brought to you by Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. All right, it's time to set your lineups for Week 9 here on the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show with Ken. Zalis. KZ, we always begin with me because I'm very I'm a very important person. Everybody you knows are. that I'm a very important person. Um I, I so this group of running backs, and I, I you're gonna I know you're gonna we gotta we just have to talk about James Robinson is we the do, problem. We do. So James Robinson, Khalil Herbert, Devontae Booker, I definitely have to start and Javante Williams. I definitely have to start one. I probably gonna end up starting two, but let's start with one for now. So no oh, hell, I'm starting two of them. I'm not. There's no way I'm starting. I mean, one, one's Booker for sure. I mean, just a volume play. The you know the Vegas has been sneaky good on defense, but it's still a volume play. Um, I mean Herbert. As long as I mean, I don't think we get Montgomery this week at all. But there's like he's eligible to come off. They haven't announced anything. He's not practicing. So it's her. It, it it it's those two. I don't I don't expect James Robinson to play. Um, it would surprise me if he did, and if he does, he's going against Buffalo. It's not a great matchup with a guy that's already a little bit banged up, and so just for our just kicks, I have Herbert sixteenth right now. I have Robinson eighteenth, but I have Devonte Booker nineteenth. So because they're so close, like they're. I'd rather go with the guy I know is going to make it through a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm not convinced that Robinson will. Um, it's a essentially it, – it's not an ankle. It's a it's a heel. It's a bone bruise on the heel. So those sometimes take weeks if you listen to people to know about those things. Um, possible they put some type of pad there to lessen the blow, but, uh, but it's like it's still – he's got to play. It's, it's how much pain management – is it going to take to to get him in there? But we'll see. Friday's a big deal. I mean, again, practice is in full. You feel better about it. But they're going to be so close for me, I'd rather go with Booker. Okay. Um, I, I am in a 
I'm, I'm assuming there's no way I'm playing Marquez Callaway over Hunter Renfro. No. Yeah, I, just, I figured that was the case. No, not this week. So my only other issue here is uh, I was I was a guy that was holding Michael Thomas uh, and mm-hmm. hoping. I, mean, I was on my oh, heart. Me too. My me too. Spot. Me and too. It's, it's annoying. It's what it is. It's a bummer that it didn't work out, but we always knew that yep, there was a chance a, that was going to be the case. Yep. That was the risk that you were taking. It was a risk that was worth taking if you had an IR spot. Correct. So, um Miles Sanders is sitting out there on waivers now. Somebody went ahead and released him this week. I assume it's not worth me putting a claim in for Miles Sanders that I I wait and see if he clears waivers. Yeah, if he clears then... waivers, pick him up. Okay, yeah, but he it's not... no. I he's frustrated because we all love the talent, except Philadelphia doesn't seem to. Um, they didn't. They wouldn't give him the ball. So I, I no. I, I mean no. It's not worth putting in a claim for. Um. Unless it's a free, a free claim. I mean, no, I'm 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 I've got the fifth. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, the fifth, yeah. You can put in a claim. For the fifth, really? Yeah, yeah, I mean who 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 moving the back of the line? Who who would ever Miles Sanders, yeah, really? I mean, you know, he could be a starting running back for down the stretch. I hear you. I, I just, mean if it's one, two or three, yeah, I'll probably wait because like so, I give it the example. Yeah, this the only week. thing I was to say, I think that the couple of people at the top of the waiver order in our league are guys that just don't put waiver claims in. No, then you can take the risk and do it. I mean, I, I this is the thing. I look at the, I look at last week. It's like okay, if you weren't one, two, or three on mm-hmm. the waiver list, I mean, you didn't get the guy you wanted. You didn't you didn't get Peterson, you didn't get McNichols, you didn't get Gore. So it's like. I, being fifth is great, but who are you picking up at the fifth? Is one? Gore really a thing, by the way? I mean, like, he's got, I, apparently. I mean, where they, do you have him ranked? Uh, I think I probably have him ranked over Williams, to be honest. I, mean, I, bu- I buy, I buy that. I just um, where's Mister Gore right now? Mister Gore is thirty fourth. He's flex worthy. Wow. wow. I, look, he plays in a, in an offense where he got he got a bunch of touches. Look good. Look look quicker than Williams. Um. You know, uh, it's funny because you didn't, you know, because we're not, we don't have the access that the TV guys do go. I mean, he was on everybody's waiver wire. Nobody, oh, nobody even knew, knew he was on yes. the roster, and everybody thought he was Gore, uh, Frank Gore's son when, right. when the name came. Right. It's like it's not Frank, relax. Yeah. But, but look, I mean, they, they said when they talked to coaches in those meetings that they do for the broadcast the day before, they kept on saying how how much they really like this kid and how he's earned some touches now that he's been there a little while and 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 uh and has the offense down. Well, that turned out to be true. Um and he was the best running back on the field. I hear you. He's uh for the boy. Kansas City Chiefs. So, yeah. Right. It, sometimes these things take time and you just need an opportunity. Kid got an opportunity, played well. He's earned himself at least another week. All right, all right. I'm still, I'm still nervous about the Miles Sanders. Like they, they weren't using him when he I was. I know, but maybe they figured out that they have to run the ball because <sighs> they certainly look. It was, it was, it was Hurts' worst fantasy game of the entire season because they figured out I can just hand this ball off, and you know they handed it to Scott, they handed it to to Howard, who just. Yeah. It's like one of the most annoying yep. fantasy football players yep. ever he in the always, history. He always in the history. Seems... It's like I don't even I don't know how old he is. I nope. don't know I don't know where he came from to be on Philadelphia. And it's like but every time 
It's like, why? Yep. Why? Why? It just becomes a thing again. Uh, quickly before I, I let Paul jump in, uh, give me some uh, some notes about Underdog Fantasy Football. Underdog Fantasy Football, uh, you could uh, head there right now. The best part about, uh, you know, if you haven't joined yet, is that uh, we will match, uh, press from your friends at Pressbox, we'll match dollar for dollar up to $100 on your first deposit. And you can play all kinds of games. You can play... Weekly games um, where you, you do a draft against other people, and, and if you draft the best team, score the most points, you win some money. Um, there, are, there are head-to-head games. And then there are things like the, the, the player props where you choose two to five player props and you can win up to 20 times your money. Uh, over-unders, uh, rivals, uh, who's going to get more rush yards, uh, Gore or Williams for Kansas City this week. You can make that as one of your selections. Um, and not only the NFL, but uh, NBA, uh, you know, NHL, soccer, uh, not in Maryland, but in other places you can do college football. Uh, through underdog, so I mean that's the bummer in Maryland, but that is such a is. weird, it's such know, a weird I, thing, I right? I know, I know. Well, we don't want to bet on yeah, those I, things. I, I don't want to. I know. Yep. Anyway, uh, but it's a lot of fun, and uh, like I said, go there right now, sign up, put in the code Pressbox, and uh, if you deposit a hundred dollars, you'll get a hundred dollars from Pressbox. All right, go ahead, Paul. All right, so in the league, I'm in first place, and I had Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback. Am I starting Jordan Love or am I starting Mike White? Oh, I'm I'm going Jordan Love there. Jordan Love. Uh, I mean, I I get the Mike. I don't White. know how you're not respecting the greatest quarterback in the history of quarterbacks. I, I get it. It was a lot of fun last week. The one dude uh, made 125 thousand dollars. Yep. Uh, saying he was going to lead the league in passing as a joke. Um, that's fine. But they believe so much in Mac in Mike White that they went out and traded for Joe Flacco. But so, that was before so, they knew that Mike White so, was the greatest quarterback so, in the history of quarterbacks. So I'm gonna go. I, I'm I'm. I'm going to go Jordan Love in in the better matchup. It, same team, James Robinson. Is he going to play this week? Uh, we just, we we just, just talked said about that. that. Uh, got, no, you got to listen. Yeah, uh, no, uh, he, I don't think. I don't. I, I I don't think he does. If he does, he's not at 100. percent I'm not, you know, fan president of the fan club, but I'm not 100 percent in. More so, I was just asking if I should start him. Well, well, who are your options? Who are your options? Um, I have well, I'm definitely starting Ezekiel Elliott. I have Damian Williams. I have um, hmm, I have I'm not don't have that one pulled up right now. I, my apologies. Um, well, I, I I'll say this: if he start if he plays, you're probably playing him over Damian Williams because we're in a timeshare type thing now. Um, uh, and he's not getting he's not getting even the the half of it right now with Herbert. So, um. You know, if those are your choices, yeah, you probably go go in that direction. Um, I'd have somebody available if he doesn't. I don't know if Hyde's out there who isn't practicing either. Um, they pressed, by the way, just because I liked his game in college. Ozigbo is now back with them. Um, if both Hyde and James Robinson um, are still out, uh, Divine Ozigbo is a guy. Not a great matchup. People are desperate. You can throw in there. So, and for the record, I am listening. I just managed to miss that part about James Robinson. Don't just—it's just okay. Gotta, just it's okay. We just got to hit you for it. From from <laughs> Nick Kelly. Nick Kelly wants to know Miles Gaskin or Chase Edmonds. Ooh, that's a good one because that's close. I don't even have. I I, I it's a, not the best matchup. I mean, when I say it's close, I mean it's twenty to twenty-two for me. I have slightly Edmonds here. If it's a straight PPR, it's Gaskin. If it's a half PPR, it's Edmonds. How's that? If it's a it's a 
Say that, you say slight P, what I, if it's a full PPR? Full PPR. That's what I was trying to. That's what I say. Out. Yeah, right. If it's a full PPR, yeah, then it's it's Gaskin. Gaskin. Half, Half PPR, PPR Edmonds. Edmonds. All right, very good. Thank you. And standard, I guess, would also be Edmonds yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, All right, there we go. May I ask another question? Yes. Latavius Murray is he going to play, and is he worth even a flex spot? Uh, if he plays, he is worth a flex spot. Uh, my crystal ball is a little acting up with the running game for the for the Baltimore Ravens. So, um, but if he starts, if he is active. Um, yes, he's worthy of a flex spot. Does he play? I, I want to see Friday's practice. Um, he hasn't practiced yet, so it's it's tough to determine. And how about Julio Jones? Julio Jones will play. Will play. Okay. From uh, from Dave. Dave wants to know if James Robinson plays. Is he playing him over McNichols? Oh. If he makes it through a full practice on Friday, yes. I mean, that's the only way we can do it. Uh, Mick, Mick Nichols, again, he could, he could. It's a, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough one with Peterson because we really don't know. We don't expect Peterson to touch it 15 times, but what if he does? Then we're looking at five, six touches from McNichols, and we really don't want to go in that direction. But um, watch Friday's uh, thing again. I have, I have Robinson at 18, knowing that, and that's if he's a full go. Uh, I have McNichols at 32, knowing he's a full go. So that's the discrepancy that I have. Start two of these three from Ryan Sutton, Landry, and Jerry Judy. Uh, Sutton and Landry. Okay. Sutton, Landry, and all right. Thank you. Sorry, I'm I'm trying to You're keep okay. up. You're I'm good. To keep You're up. good. I'm trying to keep up with everything that's coming in at the same time. By the way, the Press Box Fantasy Football Show also brought to you by CCBC. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification? CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition-free, from the basics to specialized training. We have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. Um, Robert. Robert wants to know if he's... I mean, I okay. Robert wants to know if he's still playing Ryan Tannehill or if that's impacted and he goes the waiver wire. I would think that Ryan Tannehill would be more valuable, wouldn't he? I would think. You know, it's funny. I saw him dropped in a lot of leagues. It's a weird bit. It's, it really is. And there's one that I like... I'm just waiting for waivers to be over so I can go and grab him. Um, I mean, I I like Tannehill. I mean, I I, I think he's just borderline RB one this week. I mean, uh, QB one, QB one, somewhere between twelve and fourteen, depending on what your feelings are of Daniel Jones and, and Carson Wentz. He's in that grouping for me. Um, you know, it's not it's not a great matchup this week, but they may have to throw the ball, and, and you can't run anyway that well against the Rams. Um, I, I I I think you can start him with confidence. I, mean, I don't, I, I don't I, see. I don't I don't I don't know why anybody would be dropping him. Yeah, that's nuts to me. Like like that's, if anything, you you're think you gotta throw the ball a little that, bit more. That would be my thought. That I mean, would be my that, thought. That is my first thought, but I, I saw people dropping him this week. Uh uh Aaron is in tight end hell with uh, Ricky Seals Jones on a bye and the injuries he already had. Does he play CJ Uzoma or Johnu Smith? Well, it's CJ Uzoma out of those. Um, the tight end name to know mm. this week mm. 
is Albert O. All right, he's uh, back. Uh, who is back for Denver. Um, caught a couple of passes last week once uh, Mr. Font uh, went out of the game. Uh, uh, Mr. Font doesn't appear to be playing this week um, on the COVID list. So he's a name that if you are in tight end hell, I think I have him in my top 14. Dan Arnold, uh, who was on by last week, is another name. You said you're playing them over Uzoma? Uh, no, I'm I'm, oh, okay. I'm just saying, as we're bringing up tight ends, All I'm right. just saying, I have, here's what I have, 12, Azoma, mm-hmm. 13, Dan Arnold, 14, Albert O. Okay. So All right. So those are, basically those right are, there. Those are the guys that you're streaming this week if you are in tight end hell. Miko Hardman, Allen Robinson, or A.J. <laughs> Dillon needs a flex? A.J. Dillon, let's go. You're on the A.J. Dillon I am. I love week. the way they used them last week. I, I see no reason, especially with... Uh, Aaron Rodgers out. I just, that, pick, I just picked up Albert in our sleeper league because you said that. Okay. And just went and got yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, I, I, I mean, he caught three, four balls in a half a game. But he's only a play if if um, Fant doesn't. Yeah, play. if Fant doesn't play, but yeah. I, don't, I don't. I don't think there's a way that Fant can play. Yeah, I mean, I I hear you. I completely hear you. All right, anything else that we need to know for this week? Uh you know we got we gotta still you know keep our eye on a, a couple of guys that are that are hurt. Like I said, the Montgomery thing. I don't think he comes back, but just for your for the Herbert owners, just keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, keep an eye on um, on uh, on on uh, McCaffrey as well, and then uh, you know just remember that uh, that uh, we didn't talk about him and happened after our show, but uh, Calvin Ridley is still out. Dealing with By the way, ESPN fix it so that you can put Calvin Ridley on IR. Fix that. Yeah. That's that. This is a really bad bit, I man. Know. It's a really bad bit. Fix it. Calvin Ridley needs to be able to go yeah. on. So IR. Tajay Sharp looked like the guy. And I don't know. Maybe maybe you can. I don't know if you oh. can put Calvin Ridley on IR. I don't know if you can, but but just just know he's still out, and that doesn't look like a situation. It looks like you can put him on IR on Yahoo. I'm ESPN. Fix that. I know in Sleeper you can. Yeah, fix it. Calvin Ridley. This is mental health is health. Yes, that's. Yeah, he's had, get it get it together. Yeah. Make it so that you can put Calvin Ridley on IR, man. That's that seems like a um, and like thing. I said, Julio Jones looks like he did practice yesterday, so it looks like he'll be back. All right, very good. At fans fantasy on Twitter is how you follow him. If you didn't get your questions in, you can post it to him there. He particularly likes them when they come at three in the morning. That's what he wants I you do. to do and start blowing up his phone to get your questions in. Appreciate it, pal. We will see you next Thursday. You will. We will be back tomorrow morning for the next GCR. This has been the Press Box Fantasy Football Show.